Yo, I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city. So since we play, as soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But no the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. Yeah. I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. Yeah, I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. Yes, yes, people are back. It's eyes on the ball. Eyes on the court. Um, apologies for that. Darren's gonna change the, the the graphic for me just so that we know we're on the right show. You know what I'm saying? Pro- production man, what's going on? Production. Nice. Relax, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, joking, man. But yeah, nah, eyes on the court again. Once again, you're in the way, man. I love talking hoops. love talking hoops with my guys. Um, we've obviously got Darren and the Dim in the building, the same lineup, the same. What? Are we front court or are we back court? What are we saying? Front line, man. Front line. Who's over six foot here? Yeah. <laughs> might be gods, might be gods. Nah, I'm, a, I, I'm on the front line. I'm on the front line getting buckets. Yeah, bro, I, I'll distribute to you. I know you, you can finish at the room for me anyway. Yeah, so you can be. I'm KD or Ben Summers, James Kyrie. I want to be Draymond, you know. I just like no. Draymond. You know what I mean? Yeah, I take you know what, I don't mind. You know what role? I'd, I'd love to be Lugo, six man. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. But yeah, man, before we get into it, obviously, how you man? I hope you're doing well. I mean, it's been a while since I mean we everyone's been busy, let's be honest. But hopefully this is the start of some consistency, lads. This is what we need. This is what the people are crying out for. So hopefully it is the start of some consistency. Um but yeah, let's get straight into it, man. The trade deadline finally has come and gone. Um, and it never disappoints, man. I don't think in the last couple of years, I don't think there's been a trade deadline that's been disappointing. I think we've always had something to talk about, which 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 always makes it exciting. Um, I mean, if there's there's one, maybe, maybe remind me. But the trade deadline is always an exciting time. I'm trying to remember last year's one. I think last year's one was kind of dry. Was it? Was it? Because I wasn't... What, what it's movie was hard made? to remember off the day. You know, bear teams were pump faking. That's how I remember. <laughs> I feel like my notifications were on, though, like, and I was getting... Maybe I think things happened before the trade deadline. I think something big happened before. Oh, it was Harden. It was Harden. Yeah, to the next. Was that... No, that... Okay, was that in the middle of the season? but let's get stuck in man let's get stuck yeah. in <laughs> no no let's get stuck in man definitely there's a lot to get into today so we wouldn't want to waste any time um there's only one place to start really philly and brooklyn the two or two of the best teams in the eastern conference um have arguably gotten better but before i give my opinions obviously i want to know what you guys think obviously james harden for those that don't know anyway James Harden has finally got his trade to the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons has finally got his trade, and he's going to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Brooklyn have also acquired Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, um, one unprotected and one protected, um, two first-round picks. And 
in the other direction, the only other supplementary piece that Philly were able to acquire is Paul Millsap. So there's so many storylines to it from the fact that Philly were the ones asking for picks and they suddenly were the ones giving away picks. The fact that maybe Brooklyn were able to get every single player they wanted to fill in their roster. The fact that James Harden is going to Philly now and the fact that he's averaging 22, 10 and 8 and he wasn't really motivated. So what, what would a motivated James Harden do for Embiid, who is arguably leading the MVP race? So what, what, what side of the fence do you fall on? Let's start here first, Nadim. Who do you think wins this trade and why? 76ers, because they're the only ones that wanted this trade. Uh, the Nets didn't want to do this. The Nets didn't wake up thinking that they wanted to trade James Harden. This is what Maury has wanted since he got to Philly. Like, this trade was happening whether or not Ben Simmons asked for asked out. Like he wanted James Harden and Embiid together. So I think the 76ers go to sleep right now thinking this is like a year and a half mission that will finally accomplished. But I, I feel like if you're the Nets as well, you're not down beat. You guess uh, 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 you get an all-star back. You get Seth Curry who's playing at a high level this season. You get Drummond. You fill out some holes in your roster that you had. But the 76ers, they, they did what they set their minds to for the last year and a half. They wanted James Harden. Even when he was leaving Houston, they wanted him then. He ended up with the Nets. They finally get him now. And and Harden and, and Murray have wanted, Murray especially has wanted this. So I think the 76ers, they go to sleep happier. So yeah, I think the 76ers won the trade. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. Um, I like the fact that people see it differently, though. Um, you see a lot of people saying that Brooklyn won the trade, Brooklyn got better, um, which we can dive into later. But for me, yeah, it's the Sixers easily, man. Ben Simmons was not playing basketball. And you turned him into James Harden. Obviously, you lose Seth Curry. Um, Drummond is a good pickup for the Nets, but you're not really fussed about losing Drummond. Like He's a backup big man, and Joel's going to play nearly four or as many minutes as he can anyway. So Drummond's or whatever. Um, Seth Curry is tough to lose. Obviously, he's an elite shooter. But um, fam, you give that up if you're getting James Harden. Do you know what I mean? You keep Tyrese Maxey, you keep Thibault. Um, and the main point that stands for me is Ben Simmons was literally a non-factor. Like ben Simmons was not trying to play basketball for the Philadelphia 76ers. And you managed to parlay that into James Harden. Before we were talking about potentially getting um CJ, getting something from the Kings, those types of packages. Now you parlay that into James Harden. And also, let's not, you know, t- let 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 the vision that we've had of James James Harden this season taint our vision of James Harden. Mm-hmm. We know James Harden is one of the most it. gifted offensive players to ever play the game, scoring, playmaking, everything. And now you've got two guys that can get to the free throw line, slow down the game. Yeah. And the Sixers are now a contender. Before they, they before this trade, they weren't a contender for the title. Now, see people are saying they're the favourites in the East, and I don't think that's a stretch at all. Legitimate. Okay, cool. Fair enough. I didn't think I was going to be the one to do um, devil's advocate here. Um, obviously, I'm happy about the trade. So if I give my thoughts and then I'll ask you a question, maybe to flip the switch then. Um, look, the 76ers, in my opinion, won the trade for all the reasons that you mentioned, but also for the fact that 
and this is going to be a discuss. I'm going to just say it without giving my reasons, first of all, and then you lot can come with what you think. They're the best duo in basketball. Discuss. They're the best one-two punch right now on any roster right now. Right now, I agree. I agree. Because, as I said, James Harden's been having a down year, but he's still giving you 22, 10, and 8. Do you know what I mean? If we're looking at duos in the league, actually, yeah, no, LeBron and AD bloody lost to the bloody broken down Portland Trailblazers last night. So not they're even, not even, right. they're like NA right now. They're just not even involved right now. They're just out on their own island. Um, Kyrie is a part-time player. Clay Thompson's coming off at ACL. Um, CJ and Dame just got split up. Whatever, whatever duos are we talking about? Chris Stapps and Luca just got split up. Middleton is not on Harden's level. Middleton's not on as much as and 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 if you're calling that a, a duo, it's more like no, a I'm, just, I'm just naming names. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying that. Listen, Philly got the best Chris, duo, fam. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Chris Paul, Devin Booker's in the conversation, but I'm taking Embiid and James Harden, fam. Them guys are unstoppable, bro. And look, and again, I mean, it's it's funny that we're not disagreeing unless the dim's gonna come in. But my yeah. my, my my point is, look. The reason why I say this, and it's not about me being a Philly fan and over exaggerating, over hyping this. What, what was one of the what What is one of the things that? And I wish, yeah, this is why. Like people need to understand that w- w- us guys were going far. I don't even care whether you guys like it or not. We're going far because we've been pushing this and we've been explaining this, and people haven't been understanding what we've been saying from literally minute one. We we we. One of the first episodes we ever did, we broke down the fact that having two having two wings, so we broke down the Clippers and why they weren't going to win a chip. Despite the quality, despite the talent that they had, we said what it takes, what, what kind of one-two punch you need to win a chip in this league. There's two big reasons why I think Philly can win the chip and why Harden and Embiid now are the best duo in basketball. The first big reason... They've leveled the playing field with this trade. Every team now has one or two guys who are their best players. You've got the guys that... So your main two guys and then you've got your roster. You've built your roster around you. It's now more of a level playing field. There isn't a team that's more stacked than you. It's not like you're going into a a, a series and like, yeah, you're going to have your favourites, but it's not going to be overwhelming, in my opinion, when we're talking about the upper echelon of talent. So the Bucks, the 76ers, the, the Nets, the Warriors, the, heat. the Sun, and the Heat, definitely. Like, when these not face each other, yes, we will have our favourites and our reasons why they will win, but it's not going to be a surprise if the other team wins. That's my point, isn't it? So that you've levelled the playing field with this trade. The Nets are no longer the most stacked team in, in, in all of basketball. That's one. Second thing. Guard, big man um, 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 combination. When you've got one of the best guards in the league paired with one of the best big men in the league, it is something that can be so beautiful and un- unstoppable. When you look at some of the, 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 the guard, big man combinations that we've seen in history that have been able to do dominance, I mean, the one that comes to mind the more pro- like is, is probably Kobe and Shaq. And we see, we've seen what they were able to do. What was Kobe? An offensive machine. What's Harden? An offensive machine. What was Shaq? Someone who dominated in the paint. What is Joel Embiid? 
someone who dominates in the paint. And he doesn't just dominate in the paint. He, he, he can pull up. He can pull up and hit hit freeze from outside the perimeter. So for me, you've you've put together the best combination you can get in basketball. One of the best offensive talents in the game, and one of the best offensive slash defensive big men in the game. It, it for me, I don't see anyone in the league right now offering what they can offer for each other and for the rest of the team, bro. Just think about games. Going into going into the clutch, yeah. It's no longer. It's not even gonna be an ISO. You're gonna have Harden. Yeah, no, I can't lie. I don't want. I don't want Harden with the ball in his hands in the clutch. I don't want. <laughs> no, no, no. But think about it though. Deep that pick and roll. You, you, you. you no, the pick and roll is, is nasty. You might it's not nasty. want Harden with the ball in his hand in the clutch, but bro, you're still not gonna take the risk and let him shoot open freeze in the clutch. You're not yeah. gonna do that. And sure. if Harden can get to the to any semblance of the the Harden that was getting double team, imagine double team and Harden and leaving Embiid in the paint. Please, Embiid's already throwing yeah, yeah. over two, three guys when when people are double teaming and triple te- teaming. So what happens if Harden gets back to what to any semblance? I'm not even saying get back to how he was at the Rockets. I'm even saying last season, last Harden, year, yeah, one that was distributing for the team and and mm. keeping that Nets team together. So, bro, like, uh, yeah, we're a problem, man. We're a problem. We're coming. We're what coming. about you, Nadim? You think you think they're the best year? No. I mean, not yet. I haven't seen them play. Like, I know we're excited. Who's the best duo then? Who's the best duo? Give me a I reason mean, why they're the best duo. The best duo for me in the NBA, and I said this, is Steph and Clay. Like, I don't care if Clay's having an ACL. I've literally seen them win titles. No, but you ain't seen Clay be Clay yet, though. Exactly. He good these last couple of weeks. He looked good, yeah, but you ain't been Clay Thompson. I'm just saying, let's relax because we were talking about KD yeah, Carey and Harden. Being the greatest thing since last spread, and we've seen them. You know, we're talking about that. You know, we're talking okay, about yeah, that. me. So, yeah, but I know a lot of the internet yeah, was yeah, we yeah. them for 16 games. So, I'm saying, let's relax, let's hold on a little for bit. For sure, for sure. Uh, for literally, sure. This trade literally happened when I was on the train coming home. I just got home and uh, let's relax. So, as much as it's if I was building a perfect partner for, for Embiid, it would be hardened. I'm not gonna lie, but like we need to see it play out first because we literally said no, the same about Jimmy Butler being. The perfect person for Embiid, and that didn't really turn into anything. But, so. No, no, no. But no, I'm just saying, less too, less, less, less. No, no, no. Less I, I agree with that. I agree, but, yeah, I agree. But even, even with that example, one of the biggest reasons was Ben Simmons was also on that team, and there were a number of other rumors in 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 play where it was it wasn't just the alpha males; it was everyone. It yeah, was no, like, I agree. Like, and also, also. Embiid has matured. Let's let's not forget that this was a while back. This was when they were still talking about the process and and all of that kind of stuff and all that rubbish, bro. There's there's new management. There's new there's there's a new front office. Embiid is a much better player now than he was then. A much much better player in my opinion. I think he's rounded out his game a lot more. So fair enough, that is a valid point to make. But I do think we've gone on. A long time from that, and Embiid and Harden are in a place no, in their no. career now where, where where they need to deliver. Delivering no. is all that's important. No, I, I'm not saying it as a, as a bad thing against Embiid. What I'm saying is literally seeing people put these teams together and say that's the perfect person for that person, and it's not worked out. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, is that we need to relax a bit. I'm also saying, have we given up on LeBron and AD? Like, 
No, I was, no we're not giving up on them, but they're, 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 they're out of action right now. They, they barely play games. I'm just saying, like, LeBron and AD, because I haven't watched them in a while. I'm just going up based on the last time I saw LeBron Bro, I watched them last night and they lost to bloody the low... The low Anthony Simons. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, cool. I, mean, I don't know, I, but I just, you know, I heard LeBron James, I heard Anthony no, Davis, no, 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 and I heard this just going. Okay, cool, cool. What I'll say to you then is, where did you have the 76ers in terms of winning the chip before the trade? And where do you have them now? How much has it, has your view changed? Because you're talking about you haven't seen them play. Now, let, let's, let, tell me what you think is going to happen. Huh? Winning the cheap, winning the chip or the east, winning the chip. Where did you have them before? Actually, no, winning the east, winning the east. Let's say winning, winning the east. east. Where did you have them before, and where do you have them now? Winning the east, I had them in my top three, and I still have them in my top three. I think that I think the east now is just as you said. Yeah, Jim, we need we need something concrete. No, but give I me, can't. Like, I'm trying give to give me something I, concrete. They think. <laughs> Give me something. No, here's the thing with the East, though. Here's the thing with the East. There's no definite best team. Like, if you ask, there's no, they're all on a similar playing level. For me to come out and say that he's, they're the best, though, and they're going to win the East, I'd be an idiot to do that right now because when I haven't seen them, and all these teams are similar. No, but Nadim, one one thing I will say is they are significantly better now. No, 100%. And you got, I mean, as much as you say. And as they got the you say, I 100% agree with that. They got but that's what I'm saying. When, when you look at them compared to the other teams in the East, before, let's be honest, they weren't coming out of the East. They weren't going to beat the Bucks. They weren't going to beat the Nets. They weren't going to beat um the, those two teams. Do you know what I mean? I, would you Nets, agree with that? The Nets, would you I agree with know, that? I've watched us in the last few weeks. They couldn't beat us. The Sixers? Not in the in playoffs. The not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. Yeah, but unless... Don't... don't Exactly. No, and let's, forget, yeah, let's not forget KD's on the way back. KD's on yeah, the way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, no but here's my here's my thing, though, because you guys are confusing my, my words. I was high on the 76ers anyway, because I always thought, they, I didn't think they were going to get hard in this off, in, in before the trade deadline. I thought it was in the offseason. So I thought they would get someone who could complement and be just from a scoring perspective. I thought they would get CJ, and I thought that would be enough for them to where I thought they could really compete in the East. So I was high on them anyway. I had Embiid as my MVP. I, I I loved the team. I was complimenting Doc. So the trade doesn't really move me to think, oh, now they're definite favorites because I always had them as one of the favorites. But the no, trade but doesn't make me say... But they, they added... So that doesn't, that, doesn't that mean that you don't have... That means you don't hold James Harden in that high regard then. No way. You, just, you just added... You just swapped out Seth Curry. For James, no, but Harden. I think it's based on what I thought of them initially. Anyway, like I didn't think that they were just in the pile. I thought they were genuine contenders. Anyway, yeah, but if you think they were genuine contenders and they just added James that Harden, they're number one. That means you think, yeah, that means they're clear of everyone. Okay, unless yeah. you're forgetting who James Harden is. No, hey, I was look. I never forget James. Harden. So no, no, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Stop, stop tiptoeing and give me something definitive. You had them as genuine. Contenders no, he said before. that. He said that he believes that they're in the mix, isn't it? But I want to know why don't you think James Harden takes them to another level? That's that's the question. So you want me to tell you that I think they're not the head and shoulders best team in the East? No, I'm saying what do you think the difference between them without James Harden and now with James Harden? You know you have a superstar. 
That's the literally you have a superstar player. Yeah, but what's that? What's that going to change in terms of their outcome? The outcome for them? Well, now the ceiling's higher. The ceiling's definitely higher. What they can do with this team, and I, I'm, I feel like you're. Con- I'm confusing myself, and you're confusing me. I'm not saying that they're not that they're not the favorites or anything like that. I'm just saying that I thought highly of the Sixers anyway, and now they've added the superstar. No, no, no. So no, now, obviously, they're pushing for the finals, and that should be the yeah. end. That's fair. I think what what I'm stri- stripping back, and obviously, after I say this, Darren, I want you to um, say what answer my question. Basically, where did you have them before, and where do you have them now um, after the trade? I think where the perspective I'm coming back, and what I'm stripping back from what you said. One of the things that you said that I'm touching on is you said that obviously you had Joe Embiid as your, your MVP and whatnot. And, and obviously, they were performing really well. They won a very, very nice um, winning streak as well. My thing is, someone in that Eastern Conference who now has a chip was in the same exact situation that I believe Joel Embiid was on before this trade. Mm. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nah, yes, Giannis. Facts. No, no, no. I'll tell you why it's not different. Because Giannis, when you look at the team that Giannis had and the MVP season Giannis had, what was everyone saying? What was the narrative? He needs to win a chip, even though I didn't believe in the narrative. I'm just let's 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 work with what we know the media does and what we respond to because it's interesting, it's fun to do. Giannis was expected to get to at least the the, the conference finals. Did, did he get to the conference finals the year before? No, they got beaten by the Heat. They got beaten by the Heat. So my point is, just because you're an MVP candidate, your team looks good on paper, you've got your, your pieces around you and, and you've got one star who you know what he's capable of and you know what he's going to do, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will take you to the promised land. What the, the, the Bucks did so well in the off-season was, yeah, fair enough, they weren't able to add a megastar, but they added someone who's been an all-star. They added someone who defensively, who makes defensive, defensive um, all-teams every year consistently and that created a tandem where they were able to perform and they were able, they got better and they got better as a team. What have the 76ers done? They've done the exact same thing, in my opinion. They were on that trajectory of, yeah, being in and around being in and around it. Then you add the Sixers and the Bucks, or are you comparing Giannis and Embiid? Both situations. The addition of Drew Holiday is similar to the addition of Harden. No, no, no. Obviously, Harden is exponentially better. No, but you're saying the way they won, they went from losing in the first round to winning the chip because of Drew Holiday. They made a winning move. I'm saying they've done the same thing. Yeah, they made, you, they made winning moves, definitely. They've gotten so much better. You're lagging a little bit, Daniel, isn't it? Yeah. But they didn't go on? No, I... I, I hear what you're saying, but for me, I think the, the only reason why it's slightly different is because Giannis has got close. Like Giannis has got close to being in the finals. He, he, so and Giannis has got, when? And when the, the Kawhi, the Kawhi beat was in the conference in the finals. If not for that, they would have won a chip, though. Exactly. Everyone the acknowledges yeah. they would have, we all acknowledge we they would have beaten the Bucks. 1,000%. They would have beaten that Bucks team. You don't think so with Butler and Bead Simmons, who was oh yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, with, with Sarich, Covington. Come on, come yeah, no, on. yeah, I agree with you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember the team. No, the Sarich and Covington. Yeah, no, those guys got traded yeah, for yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. 
First, before we carry on, though, Dar- Darren, I need to get your thoughts on that, though. Before the trade, after the trade, where do you stand? What, what, what What's changed now with the 76ers, in your, in your opinion? Uh, expectation. Expectation has changed for me, and that's the that's the main thing. Um, before the trade, they they were a good story. Do you got what I mean? Overcoming and playing well, despite the fact that Ben Simmons tried to wreck their season. Joel on pace to win MVP, but I feel like it was a it was destined to be a regular season success, and then they were gonna get bounced in the second round of the playoffs, maybe even the first. Ooh. That's the way I saw it. Now, yeah, depending on who they match up against. They can get gone in the first round. Bro, you, you match up against the wrong team. Tatum and Brown, bro. You ain't got Ben Simmons to guard either of those guys. If you match up those guys in the first round, things would not have been... Do you know what I mean? Things would not have been as pleasant. But regardless, in it? Now, now I'd say... Now I put the pressure on James Harden. For me, this is all about James Harden. Firstly, we need you to get back to being that the, the beast that is James Harden. Charles Barkley said he's the best ISO player of all time. Some people say he's the best offensive player of all time. The guy can can lead the league in scoring, lead the league in assists. That's the guy we need to see. And if we see that guy alongside Joel Embiid, I think this team will come out the East. Do you know what I mean? That's their ceiling and that's the pressure that um, that they're under now that they've made that deal. Um, In terms of where I think they're at um, right now, Right now, I think they're the favourite in the East because Joel Embiid, obviously, as Nadim said, we need to let it play out. But Nadim, I'm banking on the fact that James Harden is going to be better than he was this season. He didn't want to be in Brooklyn. Um, do you know what I mean? He was down in tools. He wasn't committed. Last year, people were saying he was an MVP, putting up 26 and 12 or whatever. He can put up those numbers. That's a normal day for James Harden. Normal day. Do you know what I mean? People want to talk about, oh, he's 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 getting older, he's injured. The guy is still a machine, bro. Scoring machine. Yeah, but I've um, been the one defending James Harden here. Yeah, but I, I'm going back to the fact that now he's motivated. Now he's somewhere where he wants to be. And he's also going back to his Frankenstein. He's Frankenstein's monster. And he's going back to Frankenstein. Daryl no. Morey created James Harden. Now he's back with Daryl Morey. <laughs> launch however many, launch however many threes you want. Both of them are going to be getting to the free throw line. I think this team, this team needs to come out of the East for James Harden to 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 like you know get back to the point where we're saying this guy's one of the best players in the league. They got to get to the finals. When do you, well, my quick question is when do you think he became demotivated on the Nets? Because I, I thought he was motivated to begin the season. I, I just thought I like he yeah, played out with the Nets and the Kyrie. The Kyrie saga. Exactly. I think that yeah, yeah. and also the losing streak didn't help as well. Exactly. Yeah, I think I, I was no, but do you know what? What what's even funny is that it's obviously because we again we haven't been able to speak for a while, but I I don't even think the losing streak was it. I think it's hard to say a definitive point. I right, cool, I'm demotivated. But remember the stories came out where he didn't really like Brooklyn, it was a bit cold for him. He didn't like, and, and that's a lie. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, that was. That was rumors, isn't it? I think, the, yeah, they didn't like. He didn't. He didn't enjoy being in Brooklyn anyway. Apparently, the life there was different, and I don't know what. I don't know what he was talking about in it all. I don't know what the rumors or where they stemmed from, but that was what the reports were saying. You also have to look at the fact that it's it's what we were speaking about in the chat, and it's good now that we're here to speak about it. 
whether I don't know who said what, but whether you like it or not, whether you you're on Kyrie's side, whether you're against Kyrie, I'm not even interested in that. My point is we cannot have a conversation about Harden and the Nets without saying that Kyrie has been a contributing factor to it. Whether or not, like, I, look, I understand he doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's fine. I'm not even angry with him, like, the way some people are angry with him, saying it's preposterous and daddy, like, bro, it's, like, he just doesn't want to get the vaccine. He, he doesn't think he's safe. Other guys in the league ain't got the vaccine, and they're still you know, ben, ben Simmons didn't have the vaccine till he went to, 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 to Brooklyn. He got right, it. He, it's just not going to be a problem. Yeah, he didn't have the vaccine, bro. He just got it recent. He got it, like, today. Because he knew he was going to Brooklyn, yeah. He's he, apparently, so Ramona basically said because I think Ramona follows Ben a lot, and she basically said that he he messaged KD straight away saying getting the vaccine is not going to be a problem. So he didn't have any of the shots. So my thing is with Kyrie, he has played a role in Harden leaving because 100%. people are so people are so blinded. And I'm even happy because I'm not a Brooklyn fan, but people are so blinded by the Kyrie saga, Harden injuries, Harden not get... When Harden, Kyrie and KD were on the court together, <laughs> I'll even be the first one to say that I was wrong. I was couldn't so compete. wrong. Easy. Couldn't compete. That, that was winning the chip. Guaranteed. As in, no one could beat them. It was scary. Like, and, and they guys well, the Bulls bro. game. Yeah, bro. bro. They destroyed the Bulls. Slapped them. For them to bits, so like for me, it's just it's just it's just going to be interesting to see how it all plays out for sure. But uh, quick question: You speaking of Ben Simmons? Yeah. You see my Gemma's ring? That's not man. That's not man. That's not man. Hey, no, but that that piece is about to come back now, though. He's about to get on the court and collect that check. But a question I have for you, man, which a lot of people have been saying, which I find weird, is the Nets just got better. Do you, man, agree that the Nets got better? Uh, no. I, I don't think we did. But I think we fixed issues that we had. So I can get why people are saying it because we all, we struggled defensively. And also, we struggled with three-point shooting. And especially with your highest being out, KD being out, you know, uh, Patty Mills playing too many minutes. Carter hasn't shot the ball well. People who were shooting the ball well last season haven't shot the ball well this season. Seth Curry is huge. So I get why people are saying it, but you always get this, the superstar makes a difference. And James Harden is, is a loss. I, I, so, I see it in a different way. Especially when Kyrie's a part-time player. Exactly. So, but I mean, Ben Simmons, look, if Ben Simmons is... First of all, I need to apologize for all this land I've thrown on Brooklyn Net, Ben Simmons. But um, if Ben Simmons is the all-star that he is, then it, it's... He's still an all-star. Like he's still someone who's been to uh, defensive teams, uh, all-star games. He's got accolades in this league. He's no like he's no bum. And if he's that player, then he helps the Nets tremendously. It's just that James Harden is the all-time great. And when you lose that, I think it's Houston to lose. I think what it is is it's not better in terms of their high-end depth, but they could function as a better team. Potentially, that's how I see. It. I think they could potentially function as a better team, and the reason why hey, I say we that need is definitive, bro. What's could? No, no, no. Like, oh, do you think they on. got better? That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I didn't. Say, that's what I said. I said it's not better in terms of 
their high-end talent, as in how good they are in terms of on paper, are they better? No, I don't think so. But I'm saying, in terms of as a team, they might have gotten better, a functioning team, because of how they were able to address issues that they had throughout mm-hmm. their, their, their team. So it's like you, you, you got less sharp in your sword, but you added a handle to your sword now. You got parts that are better. <laughs> Yeah, you can swing it now. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, it might not be the best analogy, but my point is, look, you added Ben Simmons, it, it, it adds to an already surprisingly good defence. Even better, that's someone who can guard the opposing team's best best player when you get Ben Simmons. You you add someone who can handle the ball, and I think that they can do that. It takes Cade. Bro, I think one of the biggest reasons why KD's, um, uh, I think it's an Achilles tendon flared up again, is because, bro, he, he, no. he was basically, Every single offense, he got hit. You remember that injury that he had with us? He got hit. Yeah, he got hit. But I think there was a lot of wear and tear with you know it's when you keep a good break because he was doing too yeah, much. Yeah, oh, hundred percent, man, one thousand percent. I think it's a good break. You add Seth Curry, like you said, shooting was an issue. You get a better shooter. Andre Drummond, yes, he might not be as good as he was. He used to be, but he's a big body that they were lacking. He's much more physical. And and even to be honest, Wendy was even saying that they were looking for 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 moves late on after that trade for mm-hmm. Claxton and those two first round picks. They were looking to see what they could get. They I probably mean, couldn't get what they wanted, didn't it? So I would have asked uh, Philly to to keep the picks and give me Tybalt to be honest. Picks are of no use to me. So Philly I'm not gonna lie to you. I I dislike picks so much when there's a superstar involved. I, I honestly, but apparently they tried to do the two picks plus Claxton and try to get Miles Turner, but obviously yeah, that didn't so, pan yeah, out. That, yeah, the salary places hey, want to keep him as well. Benbury just got waived, you know, and he's 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 been yeah yeah him, yeah. Man. Lakers this, Lakers that. Like, every player you want, uh, and then they trash when they go on the team. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, look, what it is what it is though is that I think Benbury's a big loss for you, man. They're not big. Yeah, that's the other one. It's the other one. It's not the player of the week. But but as a, as a point as a separate point though definitely Matisse Fibel and Tyrese Maxey I think keeping them was huge and obviously they stood by that and they didn't they didn't they didn't um, rest on their laurels or like didn't put their guns aside they wanted to keep those two young talents and they did question I have for you quickly um, before we move on just because there's so much to get through um, is what 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 are the expectations in your opinion of Ben Simmons now? Now he's got his wish. He's able to move on. He's missed half a season in in his still young career. I still do think he is one of the um, like premier talents in the league, even though the lack of shooting is still there and it's still a prevalent issue. But what are his expectations? Because now he's gone to a legitimate <laughs> contender, if not the most legitimate contender with arguably the best player in the league and the part-time um, best player in the league. Darren, let me... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> let me, let me. Ben Simmons' job. <laughs> ben Simmons' job in the Nets: be the best defender in the world every single night, pick and roll, and from the screens try and try and get like five, six assists a night. That's what I'm asking for you. I'm not asking you to shoot the ball. I'm not asking you to do face post ups, whatever. I'm just asking you to be the best defender in the world. Do some pick and rolls, 
And then from the post, try and get five, six assists tonight for KD and Kyrie. That's literally all I'm asking from him. From him. So I don't, I don't look. I don't have that much expectation of him this season, especially because he hasn't played for a while, like a long time, and he's been out. And all the saga that's gone on, the changing of life, all that stuff is is huge for anyone. So I don't have that much of an expectation of him to come back and be some All Star player. I'm just asking him to be the best defender in the world. Just do that for me, and I'll be fine. The issue I have is th- the way the roster's built, you're going to ask a lot from him. Because Kyrie is a part-time player, bro. Kyrie is a part-time... And, and, and as you said, KD is, is is hurt right now because he was carrying the load too much. So And now you just got rid of Harden. I, I, I respect and I... Listen, those guys are hard. Patty Mills, Seth Curry, they're good guards, but they're not, they're not stars. They're not superstars. You got I mean, do you, uh, I feel like Ben at home when Kyrie's not on the court, you're gonna ask, you're gonna need Ben to be an all star. Yeah, do you, and that is a tough ask considering he's barely played all year. We know he can't shoot. Do you got I mean? You're gonna need all star type production. Otherwise, you, you're gonna ask KD to be dropping 40, 50 every night, which you don't want. You know what I mean? And in the playoffs now, that's gonna be an even bigger problem because at home, you know how teams are gonna guard Ben Simmons and no Kyrie. That that's 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 suspect, man. To be honest, one of the shocking things for me was is the fact that, I, well, obviously we don't know if it's gonna get reported. Was the fact that the Nets weren't looking at potential Kyrie trades because I'm like you, I figured they would do everything in their power to keep James Harden. And if one of the things as we're saying is one of the issues that James Harden might have had was Kyrie and his and his part time availability, then surely you would have gone. Well, we need to keep. James Harden. James Harden and KD is a nice deal to have going forward. Uh, Kyrie for Ben would have been a better deal for the Nets. Yeah, but so so for me, it's a, it's a, maybe they did and it's not very important yet, but for me, but yeah, look, Kyrie's part of availability is it's a, it's, it's a huge thing for the Nets, man. It's, it's, uh, huge. it's a problem, bro. It's huge. Like, genuine question when you're having to ask, well, should we try and slip further back in the rankings so that we can play most of our games away? And we have now, but like that's how bad it's been. And for me, I, I don't as I said when it happened, I don't like the the volatility of it and it's shown in these last couple of weeks. Exactly. Cool. Um let, let's let's talk the Lakers, man. Um let's talk the Lakers. Um yeah, probably been one of the most disappointing teams in the league this season with the expectations that they had on them. Um, yeah, you're laughing at us already. Sitting no, in, no, it's in not even... <laughs> so I'm just remembering conversations we were no, saying. I think Lakers Nets finals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once Sorry, upon a time, man, eh? that is long gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they're currently sitting in ninth. I think they're two and a half games um, out um, from like eighth now. Um, and look, the more they keep losing. The further away, I'm looking at like when you think about the Lakers and what LeBron would be looking at, it's probably the Mavericks they'd be looking at, and they're just getting further and further away from the Mavericks. So you're really, really only looking at a playing game to get into the playoffs this this season, which which isn't great for a team like the Lakers. Obviously, we know what the Westbrook situation is 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 just a toxic one. And tell me what you think. No trades. I mean, there were rumours of the, as, as I mentioned, the Knicks, Alec Burks and, and Cam Reddish. 
coming to to the Lakers for Westbrook and some other Terrence like, Ross. Uh, Terrence Ross. Looking at Terrence Ross. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah. Is it is it is it a mistake that they didn't make any trades and they didn't trade Russell Westbrook in particular? Hey, your your disdain for Russ is is hilarious, man. <laughs> it's actually hilarious. Feel like you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna buff any time you say Russ. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, no agendas here. Uh, no agendas. Nah, bro, don't worry, man. It's it's it's, it's evident still. You hate Russ. It's cool. Like, you're not the only one. You know. I don't one. hate. I don't hate Russ. It's I all right, bro. Russ. It's all right. It's all right. I just don't. Okay, no, you know that you hate him. You, I strongly you, dislike him. That's what. Yeah, no, no. I sense disgust. I don't even disgust him. him. We're not talking about him personally. We're talking about his game. We're talking about his game. I know. I know. He's just not a he's, no no no. It's not even that, bro. He's just not a good I'm player. So, in fact, for example, if Julius Randle, if we were talking, if we were focused on the Knicks and we were looking at Julius Randle, we'd say that he's not been good. Yeah, no, I don't think. Bro, Russell's people, to, look at you seen the James face just then. Disgust. <laughs> <laughs> he had the name Randle. He's like, oh, uh, yeah. You know Julius Randle said, yeah, this guy is right. It's disgust. <laughs> What's and. and don't let me go on the Westbrook rant, but his one's been for like three years now. He's been deceiving us all. He's been and anytime, anytime, anytime we talk about the Lakers, yeah, you always go on like a ten minute Westbrook rant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let me get to the to the to the um, the question before you, you asked. Yeah. Before you go, actually, I wish okay. we seen this. Before you go, it says the report that came from the Athletic. Kyrie Irving was eager to see the Nets trade away James Harden. So clearly, them man were beefing. Yeah, they were. Them man were beefing. Them man went on the. Them man weren't cool. Still, yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised. But KD, KD chose his boy, isn't it? KD stayed loyal. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one considering he's only part time. But but um, on the Lakers, um, should they have made a deal? Um, it depends, man. It depends what was on the table. That um, Cam Reddish and Alec Burke still. I like the sound of that. I believe they were giving up. Um, it was THT, none, and the pick. I think that's um, that would have made sense. Um, you know, you get Cam Reddish a wing, which they would have needed. Alec Burks, guard, can do a bit of everything. But in the big picture, bro, they lost all their maneuverability when they traded for us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You gave up all your assets when you did that. You gave up picks. You gave up players. All your all the contracts that were tradable, you gave them up. KCP, you gave up. Um, Kuz, you gave up. Um, all these, you gave up Danny Green for Schroeder, and you let yeah. Schroeder walk away for nothing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You let Trez go. Um, all the assets that they had, the tradable pieces that they had, they let go. You, now that's and, and we said it at the beginning of the season when they made that rush trade. This is their team now. They have, they have, they haven't got any more moves in them. So now it's like, even if you, you're talking about moves on the margins, you don't want to do that to salvage this season when, what is salvageable from this season? Do you know what I mean? Like, the Lakers aren't going to the finals. Like, as as much as we love LeBron, you, you know that LeBron's capable of doing the madness. It takes, it takes, firstly, it takes a team, it takes chemistry, and it, you can't just flip it, flip the switch in the playoffs and think you're going to beat a team that's what forty and nine, or, or even even better than that in the Suns, a team in Golden State who is 
been a world old machine the whole season. You know I mean, you're not, you can't, you're, you shouldn't expect to make a, a move on the margins and expect that to completely change your the the um the fortunes of your season. Um, yeah. so yeah, fam, I think it was smart to be patient, um, let things play out at the end of the season. LeBron's not getting any younger, so you need to be patient and, and make make a smart move, man, because. This went from a championship team to what the hell have they done real quick. So you don't want to dig yourself a deeper hole. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The last thing you want to do is panic buy and start panic shopping. And then next thing you know, you put together a bad roster that's even worse than what you have. I think the honest truth is, I said it today in the group chat that I wouldn't make a trade with the Lakers. A lot of teams aren't going to try and help the Lakers. Like, we know you don't like Russ, so why would we take him? Exactly. And there's a reason... As much as I like Ross and as much as he's a Hall of Fame basketball player, there's a reason why Houston would let him go that easily. There's a reason why the Wizards would let him go that easily. It's because at the moment, he's not playing good basketball. So, you know, th this performance, the, the criticism he's getting, I don't think would really shock a lot of people in those teams. So, but for me, I understand the, the Terrence Ross trade is the trade that I think they probably should have done. I like that. I like the idea for them. I think he's a good player that really suited what they have down there. But that didn't happen. But for me, I think the one thing you cannot do as an organization is afford to start like panic shopping and panic buying and to make bad deals and to compound bad deals with other bad deals. And then you're left in a situation where you have a terrible roster and with LeBron James on your looking to win. So for me, I still think looking at a roster, there's still some hope there, mainly because of LeBron. And so I, and the buyer market will be key for them as well. So there's still things they can do, but obviously, as Darren said, they don't have much, they don't have much to space to move because of the Ross trade. When, when I look at, um, you look at some of the trades that have happened, like in the last, what, in the last decade, um, the Nets, mortgaging their future for, for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and the Cavs letting go of um, Kyrie for, for Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and I think it was George Hill. I can't remember exactly. Um, or you look at um, when you remember when the Pistons let go of Chauncey Billups and the Pistons have just never been the same ever since they, I think they traded for Allen Iverson. Yeah. Um, um, you look at when the <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, the Knicks let go of, of of Carmelo, and they've never been the same. Because, I mean, even though the Knicks weren't winning, at least they had their 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 showstopper every night. They had good games. They were a good team to go and watch. You look at um, the Rockets letting go of Kyle Lowry. I think was a mistake. Imagine Kyle Lowry and James Harden for for the years that they could have been together. Um, even OKC and the way that their dynasty crumbled. The Lakers trading for Westbrook is the worst trade, the worst acquisition, sorry, in the last decade. It is the worst. And and I'll tell you why it's the worst. And you need to just work with me here and, and you'll deep what I'm going to pan out, yeah? Because I've actually thought about this and I've looked into it. And fair enough, maybe I've done more research because it's LeBron and I, I love him so much. Because it's Russ, bro. The disdain. <laughs> bro. Yeah. The disdain. If, 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 you know what, if you want to call it now, I'll, I'll even get a Russ hate shirt. I'll get it. Bro, <laughs> I hate Russ. <laughs> I hate Russ. Bro, that brother is ruining single-handedly 
and and an NBA champion, a team that just won the chip. This was a team. Let's let's not move mad yet. Let's let's cast our minds back here to just before or or to the reason why. Hey, but Daniel, let's also they just lost without him to the Blazers yesterday. A broken down Blazers. No, 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 I know, I know, but we can't. Let's not look at the Blazers. Oh, we can't put it all on him, though. We can't put yeah. it all on him. The Blazers' loss in isolation is a terrible loss, and LeBron and AD have to take responsibility for that, for sure. But I'm looking at the preceding factors as to what led them to get Russ in the first place. That all culminates together into it being Russ. I'm not saying Russ is at, is the is the only reason. Of course, they've done other things. But when you look at what they gave up for Russ, that is one of the reasons. So he does get the blame because he didn't show up the way that he should have shown up. Yeah, you, you can say no, but bro... No, I say you can't blame him for, for what wait, they gave up wait, to get him. Wait, wait. That, I think that's a silly point. As in, not silly in terms of... I'm not, I'm not saying that you're making a silly argument. I just think it's a silly point. And the reason why I say that is like in football, mm-hmm. when we say that Jack Grealish didn't ask to be bought for 100 million. The fact remains that you got bought for 100 million because the team put trust and faith in the fact that you were going to perform. The same way the Lakers put trust, that LeBron, AD put trust and faith that you were going to perform. I'm not, but again. No, but let me just rebuttal that. Let me just land and then you can rebuttal. Go, go, go. Because I forget it, innit? I know you've probably got a rebuttal to it, but please, let me just, let me just work with it. Yeah, go on. Before, before the Lakers got to the playoffs and eventually lost, the, the, the context was LeBron was just coming back off of an injury. AD wasn't even fully fit and he was really rushed back into play and they just weren't able to beat the Suns. And really and truly, a Suns team that went to the NBA Finals, what, they took them to six to game six, which which I think was fair. When you, on reflection, it was calm. Before that though, what was LeBron doing? LeBron was literally on trajectory to win the MVP with the way that he was performing. AD started slow, but then before his injury, I think it was Valentine's time, he was getting better, getting better, and then he gets injured and then goes out. My point is that team, the Lakers handicapped themselves when they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to go for us. It wasn't, it wasn't a necessary thing to do. Yes, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And maybe there were arguments to say that Russ um, was a good uh, um, addition to the time. At the time, we, I was getting onto Schroeder. I think a lot of us were getting onto Schroeder and saying we need to upgrade on that. But it's, Russ wasn't that guy. We had three years of evidence to show. Bro, <laughs> I think what even what makes the Russ trade even more mind-boggling, and it's something that I've only deeped now, what makes it even more mind-boggling, ear-deafening, eye-blinding, whatever word you want to use, what did the, what did the same Lakers team, that same roster... Before Russ, Russ came, so the exact same roster. What did they do to James Harden and Russ in the bubble? You lot tell me what they did. What they did? Sweep. No, four, in, one, four, one. four one. Four one. They won the first game. Gentlemen, gentlemen. See another game. And it's because Russ was nullified. They didn't, bro. They said, bro. Do, they said to Russ. Do what you want. They they didn't guard the guy the whole series. He was fighting Rondo's family in, in the crowd <laughs> instead of focusing on his game. And 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 obviously, all jokes aside, my point is LeBron, AD, the Lakers roster saw that 
a player. He hasn't changed. If anything, he, the only thing that's changed about Russ's game from now to the bubble is that he's gotten older as a player. That's it. That's the only change. He has not changed. If anything, he's gotten worse in terms of his shooting, in terms of everything about him. And my point is, why did they... And again, I'm, I'm reiterating that this is a hindsight argument. I'm not saying that I saw this coming and I've just been able to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, it, on reflection, this is the worst trade in the last decade because you've gone from being an NBA champion to struggling. If, if, if there was no such thing as the playing, we'd be asking questions about whether the Lakers... Let's be real. We'd be asking questions about whether the Lakers make the playoffs. So, bro... As much as... I agree with everything you said, but I still don't think you can put it all on Russ. Russ has been trash. Yeah. <laughs> Russ has been trash. But as you said, they were the ones that went up against him and nullified him. So why are you going out and getting that guy? LeBron, AD, Rob Palenka. You're the ones that... They're the ones that pulled the trigger. Yeah, I mean, they thought Russ was going to come and be some solution. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't put it all on him. Also, they're the ones that gave up Caruso, THT. It wasn't cash. Do you, do you know what I mean? As much as you want to compare it to um, expectations of a guy's um, transfer um, price, it's different because you're losing money. Money doesn't help you on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? The Lakers gave up Caruso, Kuzma, KCP, guys that were helping them on the court. Do you know what I mean? For us. And, and that was the problem. But, um, fam, yeah, fam. In terms of it being the worst trade the last decade, it's up there. It's up there. It's not looking... But also context as well that, let's not forget that they finished the seventh seed last year. Seventh, seventh seed, I think it was, yeah. Um, because LeBron and AD started picking up... Because LeBron and AD yeah, yeah. picked up injuries. And that and that's a large reason why they're so bad this year as well. It's not only because the roster's bad. It's because LeBron no, and no, AD no, haven't been healthy. But but for me, even when LeBron and AD were on the court, the Lakers weren't the upper echelon in the West, for one. That's one thing. Two, when LeBron and AD were... were um, 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 before, before Russ came to the roster, LeBron and AD took... Where did they finish? They were the number one seed the year that they, they won the chip in the West. Mm -hmm. They were the number mm -hmm. one seed. So my yeah. thing is, we've seen the evidence of what that roster was capable of. And... Where were they when AD went got injured? They were fourth. LeBron had them fourth in the West before he got injured. So they were still high up in the Western Conference before LeBron got injured. They eventually finished. I think they had to go through the play-in where they played the Grizzlies, the Warriors first, and then the Warriors. They played the that was a good game. Yeah, no, no, the Warriors, the Warriors was the ones that lost to the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah, Warriors lost to the Grizzlies. So, yeah, it was the Warriors yeah, they yeah. beat, yeah, and then they lost to the Suns, sorry. Yeah, that was what happened. Yeah. Um, so my thing is, the, the solution wasn't, like, what happened to them with the freak thing? Of course, LeBron is getting older, so you have to expect injuries. AD is an injury-prone player, but that's what you've committed to. Those two stars are what you committed to. Committed to. It, it, it's very rare you have both of your stars out. When you look at the, 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 the whole pan of the league... But that's what happened what, this season, though, like a significant chunk. Everyone's everyone's had the injuries, but everyone's been able to adapt because of the roster that they've had. They've been able to adapt adequately to to to, to the situation that they've had. When Jar was out, the Memphis Grizzlies were still able to 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 to, to bro. They went on. They were even. They were some people were saying they're better without Jar, even though that was nonsense. But that's when, what I'm saying. Though, wait, how wait, much? Wait, 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 wait. When Aiton was out, the Suns were still able to 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 accommodate for the lack of having Aiton. 
when the Nets, even even before the Nets went on this losing streak because they had no one, none of their stars available, bro. When KP was carrying that team on their on his back, when Harden and Kyrie weren't able to play, yeah, but no, comparing them to other teams, yeah, other teams can keep afloat, but that's never been. You know what I mean? LeBron teams, or if you want to say the Lakers while LeBron's been there, they've never been able to cope without LeBron. Even last year, as you said, they were the four seed. LeBron gets injured for a bulk of the season. They finished the seventh seed. Do you know what I mean? And that roster was much better than this year's roster. Do you know what I mean? So, um, if I'm, it's just the, the rush change. Yeah, it was a disaster. He doesn't fit. He hasn't been able to to adapt his game to, to fit what, um, what they do. Um, I, the question right now is how long does Vogel last? I think Vogel Vogel might get sacked um, pro- probably end of the season because there's no point bringing in a new coach now unless you want to promote Fizdale or Phil Handy, one of those guys. But Phil Handy's a show. Yeah, fam, it's just the, the Lakers. They I blame Rob Palinka and also yeah, LeBron. He's, like, he's, he's you're about get, so you're about to get into my point because just from just from watching from afar. Russ gets a lot of the blame, and he should get blame. He's played terrible for all of the season, basically. But let's not act like this roster is great. Like Polenka deserves a lot of blame. If LeBron, if the reports are true, then LeBron deserves blame, and Vogel deserves blame. So, as much as Russ is, deserves to get benched in the fourth, and he deserves to, I don't say anyone deserves to get booed or like the fans are telling him don't shoot. Like as much as I can understand that, like he's not the only problem on the team. He is a problem. But the whole problem started in the offseason when they put together this this roster that didn't fit and that didn't make sense. And people were trying to tell them, is that oh back my, my team, this is the team we were loaded, we're stacked. It doesn't fit, it doesn't work. So and clearly and now it's showing and they're gonna need a little brown miracle for the rest of the season. But yeah. for me, I think the issues start from right at the top. And Ross is an easy punching bag just yeah. because he's playing badly. I think you you need to you we need to be a bit more um open minded. I think that's the word I'm looking for because of course we know this. We know that front offices are the ones who make trades. We know that the the, the GM is the one who who makes the final decision, um supposedly anyway in the Lakers situation. We know that Frank Vogel can do a maybe a do a better job coaching. Maybe he doesn't even have the resources. Maybe I'm even ready to give Frank Vogel a bye because which coach comes in and and, and makes this roster better? So yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair I, I like enough. Vogel. I do. No, no, no. Same, same, same. I'm just saying, yeah. If if we want to give him a bye, so calm. My thing is, my point is, be open minded about this. Russ was the one who. Because it really was between Russ and Buddy Hill. And you have to remember, Russ said, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to do this, I'm willing to do that. He 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 convinced his boys that he was gonna change, he was gonna be able to improve. And fair enough say that Rob Linker and his guys pulled the trigger and said, Yeah, cool, we'll do it. However, you have to remember that once you get a certain reputation in the NBA, you're able to kind of force feed your way into certain situations, which Russ was able to do. Russ is on a, a major contract. So as, as, as someone who's on that kind of contract, what he's earning about 40 mil a year, you should be performing better. I know you're saying he's an easy punching bag, but he he's the biggest punching bag. I didn't say he takes 100% of the blame. I never once said that. I said he takes a large chunk of the blame. He does. Because he is the one who's not performing. Bro, if Russ was performing, 
will, will the Lakers be struggling this badly? If Russ was even any sub, and maybe it's a bit naive to, to, to think that Russ was going to be his OKC version. Suddenly, we're going to get a, a Russ of six years ago. That was never going to happen. We've seen Russ in the last three or four years. We've seen what he is. We've seen what he's capable of and what he can't do. And I don't know why the Lakers thought it would be any different and why there's questions as to whether LeBron will even be a good GM because this is now the second time I would say definitely, definitively in his career where he's pulled the trigger on a number of trades and it just hasn't worked out. Like It's been awful. It's been trash, in fact. Borderline trash. And that's the only LeBron slander you will hear come from me like, his his decision making, if it is him, which it, it, the reports are saying it is him, they've been trashed. I mean, the the, the Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, all of that nonsense, and the Cavs, all of them, man, there. And then now you're looking at the Russ situation, letting go of Caruso, KCP, allowing these guys to go when these guys were doing a lot of your leg work, were doing a lot of your defensive work, were helping you out, um, were shooting the ball. And yes, they were streaky shooters, but when they were on form in terms of their shooting, as we saw in the bubble. They were a very, very good shooting team with Danny Green and the rest of the guys. So you got to ask questions, man. And, and Russ takes the blame from me, a, a, a large part of that. I, I feel like I feel like that's a bit harsh. Like I'm even, I can't believe I'm here defending Russ, but I feel like that's a bit harsh to say that he's he takes most of the blame. For me, the fish always runs from the top. Like once bad decision making begins at the top of your for a franchise, it goes all the way through down the entire team. And we talk. You said it earlier that teams can approximate for uh, if the if a star is out or a player isn't playing well. The, the Lakers can't do that because they don't have a good roster. So I, I get. Look, I'm back. I 100 see what you're saying. Russ has not played well, and he definitely deserves a lot of blame. But I feel like you're giving Palinka a pass if you're saying that like, Russ deserves much of the blame or a lot of the blame. I feel like the front office has to take a lot of flack for this. No, At the end of the day, whether LeBron James wants the trade or not, you make that decision. It's your job on the line. So I don't agree with saying, okay, Russ, you know, it, it, it's primarily Russ's fault. Like, no. The front office, they made the decision. They're the reason why the roster looks the exact way it does today. They're the reason why the roster can't cover for Russ playing badly anymore. They need to take the blame for this. And Russ deserves blame, 100%. But the fish always runs from the top. Look, I, look how I see it is is that the front office took a gamble on a player who they were convinced because of his reputation was going to be able to perform at a level they thought he could reach. And yes, you can blame the front office, give them however much, 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, 45%. If that's what you think they deserve, that's whatever you think. I've, I believe they deserve blame, of course. They make the decisions at the end of the day. My point is, if you use the football example, football players are brought into the club to perform. When a player doesn't perform, of course, you look at the board and you say, ah, oh, how can you spend this much on this player and he's not performing for you? But at the end of the day, when we talk about the arguments and the reason why a team's not doing well, we're not going to go back to the fact that, ah, oh, yeah, they shouldn't have brought him. They obviously brought him, bro, as much as we hate on the Glazers or or Roman or Marina or whoever you want to, whatever owner you want to blame, as much as you want to blame them for bringing a player in, bro, they don't bring dead guys in on purpose. They want their team to succeed. And as much as, I know there's nuance to the argument, of course there's nuance, but they do still try to spend good money 
on quality players for a team to succeed. The Lakers brought in Russell Westbrook because they thought he would succeed. They thought they addressed an issue that they had last year, which was scoring off the bench. He didn't. He wasn't even a bench player, but they they thought they were addressing that by bringing Russ. And Russ isn't even doing that. So yes, I can say he deserves because if Russ was performing at even a decent enough level where it wasn't to his full capacity, but it was decent enough, the Lakers wouldn't be struggling as bad as they are right now. I'll tell you that for free. If we were getting a, a more than once in a blue moon Russ performances. Like, it's not even once in a blue moon, once in a black moon, fam. We're, we're, we're not even getting a no, good the, see, the issue, the issue, what you're, the issue what you're we saying there, Daniel, is... Wait, Nadine, let me go, let me go. The issue what you're saying, Daniel, is... The issue what you're saying is... The comparison is... It's not apples for apples, bro. It's not. <laughs> what it's what not comparison? Like, comparing the um spending bringing um spending money to bring in a player and expecting him to perform that's not true because the lakers they they didn't sacrifice money they sacrificed players valuable players and those guys were were the crux of um the team in terms of the lakers were a defensive team that's where their bread was buttered without even without lebron and ad last year they stayed number one in defense while those guys were injured. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you sacrificed that. You completely changed the identity of the team for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook hasn't performed. We all agree with that. But the bigger problem is they don't have an identity now. Do you know what I mean? And that comes down to the fact that you sacrificed the defense. And I get that. I'm, uh, again, we're going to go, we, we're probably going to go back and forth on this and Trust me when I say I understand what you're saying. And obviously, if I put my agenda to one side, bro, of course, the front office deserve a large chunk of the blame because they've sacrificed their identity. They've sacrificed everything that they stood for originally in terms of the team that they had. I understand that. I, I fully get that. They, they they sacrificed valuable pieces, Caruso, KCP. Um, I think Danny Green was leaving anyway, but Danny Green left. Um, you lost Avery Bradley as well, like originally anyway, even though he's back, but you lost him. So you lost a number of key defensive... You lost Dwight Howard, you had to bring him back. You lost JaVale McGee. That's even someone... You lost Schroeder. Schroeder was an important you defender. Lost, you lost Schroeder as well, yes, exactly. So you Kuz, lost improved level. defender. Yeah, Kuz. Um, yeah, I can throw him in there. He was another nice little body to have. So you lost key valuable personnel. And yes, I agree that the front office... Deserve a tremendous amount of the blame in terms of that. However, I, it, like I said, so that we move on, because we're definitely just going to have to agree to disagree in the situation. Where you see the front office taking more of the slack for this, I still see t Russ having to take a lot of the slack for this, or more of the slack, so that I'm not passing my words. And it's clear that I think Russ deserves more of the blame because Russ is on all-star money, He's he 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 said in his most recent interview that, that he's built the reputation to 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 guarantee that he he closes out line. That was nonsense. That was he nonsense. doesn't even recognize how bad he is of a player right now. So if he wants to talk as if he's an all-star, I'm gonna treat him like the all-star that he should have been performing as because he clearly sees himself as that, and he's not been performing. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. He, bro, they have a losing record. Um, they have a losing record when when all three of them are on the court. They have a losing record when when Russ is the only one on the court. 
So if 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 we if 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 the reason why he was brought in hasn't even been addressed, then you can't tell me that this guy doesn't take a huge amount of the blame because you were brought into so so you again. So we don't go in the circles. I know it's going to be revisited in other episodes. My, my my quick question is this: I just want to know what Ross did you see in the last three years that made you think he'd come in and be where he was it's six not years about ago? That, that's no, but that's my point though. It's right. not about that. Yeah. Yeah. Got a shoe in your eye. Yes. Yeah, so Ross. It's probably a Ross shirt. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Ross shirt just landed in his eye, fam. But no, no, no. no. I, I look again. Yeah. It's not. It's not about that. They brought in the guy because they thought they were going to get something different, and that's where their fault comes into it. Because they should have known that they're not going to get anything different. But now that you've got the guy, <laughs> let's watch the guy play. And what does he offer? Let's just leave it there. No, cool. but AD AD hasn't played to his level either. Yeah, I mean, we'll get. We'll, yeah, but AD not playing to his level is still quite a decent level, to be honest. Russ no, but no, but no, but he's saying that. Okay, go on. Finish what you're saying. No, I said like AD is still playing that level where you go. That's a decent player. Like Ross is playing that level where you go. This is. This but is that's not good. what you. That's not what you need, though, bro. No, I agree with you. I you, agree, I mean? yeah. you got rid of all your guys that were yeah. supporting you. All that that load that Kuz was carrying. His 13 a game. KCP that is supposed to go to LeBron and AD. Mm. LeBron's LeBron stepped up. AD hasn't. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Cool. Let's leave it there. Um, last thing to speak about before we wrap up um, is something that very, was very interesting. Obviously, there's been a number of things that have happened. Um, we will do another episode. We get to talk about the teams a lot more and the, the matchups and, and, and how teams have been performing. But we just wanted to focus on the trade deadline and just give you a trade deadline special. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on in terms of storylines and whatnot is the Mavs. So the Mavs have traded. Um, they've been able to acquire, acquire, if I'm not mistaken, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Goran Dragic went to the Spurs now. Or what did he go to? Yeah, the Mavs as well? yeah he's gonna get pulled okay, out. The Spurs instead. Cool. So yeah, they got, they so got they were Dinwiddie into... and Davis by Thames. That's a nice pick. Yeah. Two nice perimeter players. Dinwiddie, you can also get to the bucket um, to get to the hole easily. Um, and they gave up Kristaps Porzingis. Man, it wasn't too long ago that when Porzingis came to the Mavs. A lot of guys, including myself, thought that Doncic and Porzingis could have won a chip together. I actually genuinely thought they could have because of the way that they were performing, the trajectories both guys were on. Let's not forget that in the bubble, bro, that Mavs Clips team was... Is. I think they were going to beat the Clippers, man. They they, they were <laughs> they were getting... You know, you've seen um, when... Um, I think it was Adrian Broner, he said, not going to lie, I'm getting cooked. Because <laughs> in the Clippers, we're getting cooked. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, and... Um, yeah, for some reason it hasn't worked. I found it went as far as the fact that I thought Kristaps Porzingis was going to be better than Jokic, fam. I genuinely be- believe that. I thought he had a better offensive game, and then the fact that he was defensively so like astute, I thought that was going to work in his favour. But that defense has like, withered away, boy. He gets yeah, blown bro. by now on bro, a regular basis. So easily, like teams will point about and be yeah. like him. Come and <laughs> hey, his he man, come and set the pick. He bring him here. Like even the, the 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 protection of the rim that he had, he doesn't even have that anymore. Like no. it's probably the injury anyway. But yeah, so Kristaps mm-hmm. has gone away to the Wizards, um, which is quite sad, really. But where do you think it went wrong? What, what do you think was was it just the injury? 
Do you think Chris Stapps maybe didn't? Do you agree with maybe Chris Stapps? He was saying that um, Rick Carlisle wasn't involving him enough in the offense. Um, so yeah, well, tell me what you think. I think this is one where I'll put it on. Obviously, the injuries is a huge part, but also, I just don't think he was gonna be like. That what did guy. you see that 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 other guys like saw in him, and you obviously didn't see that same level of of, of ability? He just he wasn't a number one. I didn't, I never saw him as a number one guy. Maybe he was on the Knicks because they had no one else who was gonna take all the shots. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's not a duck that he can... Do you know what I mean? He's going to post up. He's going to get you buckets. He's going to be a go-to guy. Do you know what I mean? I just felt like his skill set was never, you know, um, enough for me to say, oh, he's going to be better than a Jokic. Do you know what I mean? Or, or uh, on the same level as an Embiid or be one of the best big men in the league. Um, I, He was obviously really skilled. KD obviously gave him the nickname Unicorn, things like that. But... um. I just, I just never saw him as like that guy, man. I think the injuries obviously took a toll, um, but for me, it was the skill set that just wasn't, you know, like ooh, it just wasn't, you know, like special. Do you know what I mean? But um, in terms of why they moved off him, I think he he's on too much money, bro. That guy is on like thirty plus a year, and he plays half the games. Do you know what I mean? And um, Luca obviously doesn't have a great relationship with him. Um, and they need to keep. They just coincidentally, coincidentally, they just paid Dorian Finney-Smith, who was going to be a free agent. They just gave him um, f- um three years fifty, I believe it was, literally minutes after they traded Kristaps, and then they also have to keep Brunson. Brunson's another free agent, so it's like they had to free up money um to to pay um those guys because they're more valuable than Kristaps, which which it says just, a lot. Which just, says a lot. Yeah, but. It's- don't you think? Obviously, give your thoughts as well on them on the first question, but just an added one. Don't you think it was just a bit maybe random, hasty? Um, trying to get off Chris that's from Chris that they don't want to pay him that all that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I said it. I said this last season when they got knocked out when Chris that's complained. I agree with him. I don't feel like he was used as well as he. He could have been. I, I never saw him get post ups. I never saw him get like um, post up opportunities or, or like even like. But do you know, think? Do you think he's worthy of that though? Because he's not. He's not a great the player. player. The player you traded. I mean, in the Knicks, he could do it. In the Knicks, he showed signs that he could do it, and that that's the issue because for for me, I saw him mainly on the Mavs as a spot up shooter, and that, that that's who he was. And if that's what you're paying thirty million for, then you know. I guess why you don't. That's why you don't pay him. But, but you, oh, you know, you know what? Just be sorry, and not to like yeah. stop you in your tracks. But a great comparison, Kevin Love. Kevin Love was a great post-up player in Minnesota. Do you know what I mean? But to win a chip, he had to stand out on the three-point line and knock down shots. But then, if you look at it, Kevin Love was also criticized on the Cavs as well a lot of the time, and also they average similar numbers now. The same nineteen points <laughs> per game that Kevin Love was averaging, Chris averaging it too now. What do you mean? Prime Kevin Love? Prime Kevin Love was giving no, you not, about... not Prime Kevin Love. Cleveland Kevin Love, the oh, one yeah. that became a yeah, sports Kevin Love. Yeah. yeah. So they're averaging about the same 19 points per game now. So they're literally, he's literally doing Kevin Love for Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks... Yeah, but the, problem, the problem is, Kevin Love was a number three guy. 
You're yeah. asking Chris that to be a number two guy, though. And, and I don't think he does enough. And I think, and that's, what I'm sure, like, that's my biggest issue in the maps, and I say this to you guys all the time, they're so Luca-centric, and sometimes it feels like he's, he's Luca has to do so much. And there are times where I go, just just give it to Chris that's on the inside. Let him do something. Or give, That's why I like the pick-up of Spencer Dinwiddie. That's why I don't feel like they used him as well as they could have. Now, obviously, there was injuries, and it, I sometimes feel like with Kristaps as well, like maybe there are times where he just wasn't interested. It doesn't feel like he was he was as invested as everyone else. Yeah. But for me, I don't think I don't think it's purely on Kristaps' fault that it hasn't worked out with the Mavs. I think as well, no, coaching was, was an issue for him as well. You think yeah, coaching? Would have... not... I just I, I don't agree. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I, it I definitely wasn't coaching. It, 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 it definitely wasn't coach. I mean, it definitely wasn't just purely Kristaps. I do think coaching played a role a role because I do think what what the Mavs could have done to be a better team was create more team offense, of course, mm-hmm. and even team defense. I thought defensively they yeah. were very it was like throughout that time with Doncic being the centerpiece, they've been a horrid defensive team. I mean, obviously you saw that stat where they had like one of the best offenses, uh, what, what offense PER in, in, in the history. Fam, no, they had the best offensive. Re- That's a, how could, it's hard to say, oh, yeah. you should, you should change up the offense, even though yeah, you have yeah. the greatest offense of the time. Is that also offense conducive to winning Playoff series, no. That's what I'm saying. But so we just said that they, but Wait, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't like the favorites in the series. They needed yeah, yeah. to the seven sec, games. They didn't win. One they weren't going to beat the Clippers, sec. though. Come on, they weren't. One beat sec, the one sec. But that's what I'm saying, though. That it, it, it's like equally weighted on both sides. So you can criticize coaching because you they could have done something to create a more team centric way of winning or or a way of winning playoff games, but. At the same time, when you've got one of the best offenses already, like offensive ratings, like it's hard to say that they have to change that. So I understood that. Where my issues with Porzingis lied, and again, this is on reflection, is that when you look at the best big men in the league, whether you believe that Porzingis is a four, whether you believe he's a five, he wasn't performing or he didn't show enough to the level of the best big men in the league to warrant having an offense built around him, in my opinion. When you look at the Embiid's, the Jokic's, you want to throw Giannis into the situation. You want to even throw Cat into the situation. He's not that. He he just did not show that. He didn't knock down shots. I think after the Clippers series, if he built on that season and had another fantastic season when he came back from injury, then there's an argument to be made that, yeah, fair enough, cool. You need to be utilised more. You're going to see... You're going to see, like, in my opinion, Embiid, the number of shots he takes could go up as well. Just because to accommodate the fact that you've now got someone who can also play on the perimeter with you in terms of Harden. You saw what happens with LeBron. When LeBron had the ball, they were saying that AD had to maybe take more three-point shots and whatnot. As big men, it it, it becomes natural. You just have to take more three-point shots when you've got guards around you and there's a certain way of winning that people want to have and look Porzingis it just didn't pan out fair enough he didn't like what he was being asked to do but he didn't show enough for me as an individual to warrant what he wanted and that that's just the truth for me because even this year, like with Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd tried posting them up. Do you know what I mean? They changed up the offense completely. It's more balanced. They've been better defensively, much better defensively. 
but and and Chris has been putting up a bit like better numbers, but I still I still don't think that they were they were significantly better. But if you, you know what I mean. But I felt like this offense is more conducive to going on a long playoff stretch because the issue with the offense they had before is that it wears Luca down. Teams can solely focus on him, and that and especially as he is offensively for a long playoff series. Is it is the issue we used to have with James Harden, and that it, it was just too much on one guy, and that's the issue I had with this offense. And if Luca isn't the guy to do this to give the second you know offense to, then fine. But when they traded for him, that was that was what they thought they were getting because of the injuries and other things as well. It hasn't worked out that way. But I don't think that, in, in my eyes, at least when I watched the games, I never felt like they made the attempt to at least see if Luca was that second guy. If sorry, if if uh, Pozingas was that second guy, and that's the issue I always had. Mm-hmm. I agree. Look at, but, even if you, even then, if you look at something as simple as like his three point percentage, like. He was he was he was shooting last season thirty eight percent from free, and even then we were saying that he wasn't great last year. This year, do you know what he's shooting? Guess, have a guess. Thirty three. Nadim. Thirty one. Bro, twenty seven percent from free. Jesus Christ. Shooting twenty seven percent. Come on, come bro. On, bro. Come you on, bro. You're doing so much better. Them, than them, them, fam, them post touches are meant to make you more comfortable out in the three point line. Exactly. And and what, what what's the biggest thing we're saying about AD, fam? The fact that AD's having a terrible shooting year from from the mid range and also from from the perimeter. As a big man, you just have this. It's it's what comes with this day and age. Like you're just going to have to shoot, especially when you've got someone else like Don Luca who. Bro, if, if if it comes down to Luke building the team around Luca and building the team around Porzingis, you're choosing Luca 10, 10 days a week, not even seven, 10 days a week. So, like, yeah, if, if, I mean, I understand him. He wants a situation better for himself, but there's just some guys who you're just not that guy. You just you're just not. You're not. Man. I think no. I think the injuries robbed him because yeah. there's a reason why there's a reason why you said that you thought he could be better than Jokic. Yeah, because he definitely. showed something. They showed something that made you think that when he was on the Knicks, he was a special talent. Like in this draft, he was talked about as being better than Cat and D'Angelo Russell and all these guys. So injuries robbed him, as well as maybe things that he did as well. There's obviously these reports and rumors about you know maybe he doesn't care as much as as they need him to. So I mean, but yeah, there's so many there's so many factors, and sometimes we say this all the time. In the NBA, it's all about situations. You could go to the Wizards now because Bradley Bill is out. It's his team in the way. You could go there and flourish. So, just have to wait and see. Yeah, man. Any any last-minute thoughts before we wrap up? No, man. No, just, just James Harden. I need to see him back to his best, man. Yeah. That too. Also, I liked Montrezl Howard to the, to the Hornets. To the Hornets, yeah. yeah so, I like that. Yeah. I, I think they, they were missing that, like, you know, for the pick and roll with Lamelo. Mm-hmm. They were missing that big man. They were always, it was always their wing finishing at the rib. Yeah. So it was a nice pickup, man. But yeah, man, Nadim, like, Nadim's been backing the, the little guys today. He's been really coming out and fighting their corner. You know, you know, you know, that, that legal, what's the legal knowledge, legal training. 
Oh please, man! <laughs> Me and Darren watch watch suits and how to get away with murder. Oh suits. yeah, man! <laughs> so we can battle. Remember, in my first lecture, they asked us. They said, uh, "Is it how many of you wear suits?" He said, "That's the reason you chose to be a lawyer. Leave." Like <laughs> they hear <it> so much. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the same. But now, nah, man, bro, eyes on the court trade deadline special. Um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Obviously, we've gone into a lot, been able to speak about a lot. Um, it's definitely been a fun time um, and consistency now. Obviously, it was a bit weird for us to do it on a Thursday. Um, hopefully, we're going to be back on the Mondays. We're going to be providing clips for you. Uh, make sure you hit us up on our TikTok, on our YouTube, on our Twitter, on our Insta as well, as on the Ball TV on Insta and Twitter, um, and then as on the court on TikTok. Um, and yeah, man, bringing you more content for sure. But from the guys that eyes on the court, we are out. Juices.